and good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and you guys are in for a treat today. I have an amazing, amazing woman on today. She's a dear friend of mine. Love this woman. I mean, you'll see. She's amazing. So Without any more out of me, I would like to welcome my dear friend and maybe in the top 100 of my favorite clients. I'm kidding. Rachel Blatt, welcome to the show. Well, how come I didn't reach the top 10, Ken? I'm feeling a little, <laughs> a you're, little you're, you're, you're in the top three or four, probably. I'm always on the bottom of the list. <laughs> How are you today, Rachel? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. I've been watching your interviews, and I can tell you I get so much out of them. So I hope that uh, a couple people get a few things out of what I'm saying. Hey, there's a fellow Michigander. What's up, Eric? Good morning to you. So, so Rachel, I, I created this show a couple of years ago to help people have a breakthrough in life because people get stuck. And I think that by hearing our stories of how we get stuck and overcome it, I think it's healing. It helps people. So, so I, Eric says it's snowing in Michigan. There's a huge shocker. Um, (laughs) Like it always snows. It snows in July in Michigan. Um, So, so, Let's start with where you were born and raised. Um, So I was born and raised in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. And uh, and that's where I was born and raised. Wow, that sounds exciting. I know. Well, (laughs) let me just tell you this. Uh, It's a nice place for like three months of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It's beautiful. I mean, I, I had never beautiful. been to Michigan until I came up there to see you, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I mean, it was snowing like crazy that first time I was up there. Um, and But I was surprised at how beautiful it is. It, it really is. It's a beautiful state. So, so you were raised in the suburbs of Detroit. I mean, is that where you went to school? So if you want to just like back it up a little bit. My yeah. mom is a gym teacher. Okay. Which by the way, back in growing up, um, was like not really unheard of for like a lot of women, unless they were like lesbian, um, to be a gym teacher. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. I didn't mean that to come out that way. <laughs> well, unfiltered. All right. Oh my gosh. I know. So, but anyway, so- the point of that story is, is that, that she had a lot of glass ceilings. Okay. And so my mom struggled and she finally got a job uh, working for a private school. And this was like a very prestigious private school in one of the wealthiest areas of our state, Gross Point. So I went, grew up going to a Catholic school, uh, Gross, Point Acad- uh, Gross Point Academy. And my mom was a gym teacher and she would yell at everybody because that's what gym teachers do. Okay. And a lot of people like hated my mom because, really? uh, yeah, because one, she was a, you know, a hard ass teacher and um, went to a private school where, you know, there's lots of wealth, very wealthy family, old money, very wealthy. Um, and so I, um, they wanted to give me a good education. Um, and so um, I went to, uh, Catholic school. Now my dad is Jewish. So my mom is not, my dad's Jewish. And so I went as the teacher's daughter going to this very prestigious Catholic school. Um, and I would drive down, uh, they call it Lakeshore drive and Lakeshore drive has like all these mansions. Right. And so, and I was like very alone because nobody wanted to be my friend because I was like their teacher's daughter. And She was not very nice teacher, you know, and then um, and then she would stay late to coach all the sports. So um, growing up, I I couldn't I was too young to participate in the sports. And so I would clean the school with the cleaning crew after while my mom coached sports. So uh, growing up, 
cleaning with the cleaning crew. They were my friends. And uh, the cleaning crew was your the friend? cleaning crew. Yeah, the cleaning nice. crew. And so I would scrub the toilets of my school as like a <laughs> five-year-old girl. <laughs> and right. I would drive down the street every day with my mom on the way to work. And I would look at these giant mansions and I would just say like, like I just wanted to be like them. Like I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be, you know, here I was like this outsider, like looking in, you know, and watching my mom go through like all of her struggles with getting, you know, passed over for promotion for another man and um, getting, you know, just all these things that my mom went through in her career. And then also like not having any time with her because like she dedicated it a lot to her work. And, and so I just was sort of like left to fend for myself. And, uh, well, and, what, I, what, so, and I pretty much survived that way. Like that's how, I mean, I, I don't regret that part of my life. I think that, that taught me a lot of like, you know, how to make friends with unusual people and, yeah, uh, the myself. and you were, you were five. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know whatever first grade is like six, first grade, five. kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade and fourth grade. So, so you were like at that age, <clears throat> you were hanging out with the cleaning crew at school. Yeah. And cleaning toilets. Yeah. Because you couldn't make friends with the kids. No, 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 no. Because there was no friends because they were all like, they had all gone home or they had all gone to their activities um, like, or went home to their families. And my mom still had to work coaching sports after Got school. It. And I wasn't like the school went from like, um, like elementary up to middle school. She was teaching the middle school sports. So there was no way that I could participate unless I sat there and watched. Got and it. so there was, so in order to just kind of entertain myself, I just kind of did that and nobody taught me how to do homework because my mom was working and the school was actually like probably about an hour away from where I lived. So yeah. I wouldn't get home from school until about probably like seven, eight o'clock at night, you know? And then, and that was, what's up Shaka? There's Shaka Dice and we got, Shaka. look, Glenn Moore shower. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, we got some some rock stars on here. So yeah, thank so, you. Thank so, you guys. so what about like where was your dad in all of this? He my dad was traveling on business. Oh, got it. So like that, my dad, my dad is um. So in technology, you have two types of salespeople. Okay, yeah. you have the salesperson who does the entertaining and this and that and closes the deal, right? And then you have my dad who is the technical salesperson, right? Who's going to walk you through all of the technology and, and answer all those technical questions of like how it actually works. And so my dad uh, would travel a lot. Now that gave me a lot of opportunity um, to travel. So like when sometimes uh, we would, you know, when we were off school or whatever, we would go with my dad on his business trips. And uh, I mean, I had a great life growing up. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I had a lot of vacations, I lived in a upper middle class family. My parents both worked their asses off, um, you know, and they have like a, a bunch of like their story really helped to shape me. Like my dad was, uh, you know, worked at the same company for like 40 years um, and helped them grow. He was like the first employee to grow it into a billion dollar company. So there was lots of like really special things about my parents and a lot of fucked up shit too. Um, but you know, um, there's that word. I know. <laughs> so, so now wait a minute. You're, you said your, your dad was, is Jewish. My dad's Jewish. And your yeah. mother is not. My mother is not. So technically, technically I'm not a Jew in the Jewish religion because it comes from follow, the mother's side. They yeah. follow the, the mother. Yeah. So yeah. listening but this is really interesting. I just found out that, um, which I never understand the rift between my mother and my grandmother until now. My mom has ADD, so do I, but that's another whole can of worms. But <laughs> she didn't, she went, she tried to convert and she was like, she just couldn't like 
get it together to like study or anything like that. And I think that was like the rift between my, my mom and my grandma. And I never knew it until just like a couple years ago, like just recently that I understand that. So it's so, uh, it's funny to find out things later on in life. Like, Oh, that's why you were fighting all this time. You know, uh, <laughs> so, your mom and your, so your dad's mom my, and, and your mom and my mom. Yeah. Ah, got well, it. Yeah. Yeah. They were always like yeah. at a, they always clashed there, yeah. you know? And uh, so, so were you, were you raised then you, you went to a Catholic. We were raised both. I call it like holiday. I call it a holiday Jew. And, uh, I actually grew up, um, so I told you I didn't have like a lot of friends. My mom was exhausted. My dad was traveling all the time. And so I really wanted to go um, have like a religious experience, but my parents were like very not religious. Got and it. so I went to, I grew up going to church actually with my neighbor down the street. So I would like basically Good. like- a Catholic church? What? Catholic church? Uh, Lutheran, I think. Lutheran. Wow. And so you were just all kinds of confused. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have all kinds of guilt <laughs> from everywhere. I love it. So, so, um, what, uh, so you grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, but you, so you went to high school. Did, did your mom follow you to high school too as a teacher? Or? No, no. I begged them. I begged them in like middle school to like go to public school, which is probably like the worst decision I ever made in my entire life. Because Why? then I think because um, like what I wanted was friends mm. like and to be able to go home and have, um, you know, uh, like, to go to sports after school and not be there anymore. And those long drives, you know, but yeah. I was still left alone and yeah. now I'm in middle school. Right. So now I'm in, I'm alone. I'm in middle school and I got hormones and I just went crazy, you know, like just trying to, you know, make my way through the world, I guess. And um, so, I mean, this wasn't like, uh, it just wasn't, it was lonely, you know, and so, um, you know, just a perfect recipe for uh, troublemaking. I would say. What about siblings? You have brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I have a half sister uh, from my mom's previous marriage, and she's wonderful. She's got three kids. She's great. She's uh, also very successful um, woman. You know, on she's studying right now to get her. Uh, she's a nurse practitioner, so. Yeah. Um, she's just, she's really smart lately, like really smart, like, you know, and really is just really good at that. So, yeah. um, I was never good at school after, after any of this, I, I hated school. School was like the worst for me. It was not, I was never good at it. I yeah. got D's. I got, I didn't, I didn't start doing well in school until I went to college. You know, my school yeah. life was not good. So you went to college. Where'd you I go? Did. Uh, I went first, I went to uh fashion design school in uh San Francisco and then uh I failed. Did you? <laughs> I also I failed big time, but I also realized that wait, I just wait, like, wait, 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 hold on. Hmm. You were living in Detroit and you moved to oh, Detroit. yeah, yeah. Because listen, listen, Ken, let me tell you this. You went to San you Francisco, live in Michigan that's a huge, and you are a young huge. person, you want to escape that weather. Okay, nobody loves the weather there. And I think it's like a rite of passage. Like everybody I is like you leave the state. You're like, screw this place. I'm never living here. I'm out. And I think it's like a, a young person's rite of passage, like move, right? Yeah. And so like I moved as far away as, as I possibly could uh to San Francisco. I moved by yourself. By myself. Wow. By myself. Well, I had a boyfriend, but we broke up before we left. But at what yeah. age? How old were you? Uh, 19. You left and went to San Francisco at 19 years old. Yeah. 19. Yeah. Oy, they. Oy. Am I allowed yeah. to say that? Well, I mean, that it shaped me. That's for sure. Jeez. You know? And so you went to a fashion design college? Yeah, Academy Art College in uh, San Francisco. And it's very prestigious and How very long? expensive. How long did you go? Uh, I think I was there for like two years. Two and a half years. My God. Um, 
And, you know, like it was very difficult. Like I didn't know anybody. My roommates in college is like at an international college. So my roommates didn't speak English. Okay. Like they, one was from Thailand. The other one was from Japan. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about life, you know, like I didn't know how to pay bills. I didn't know how to feed myself. Um, I just didn't have that kind of like fortitude, you know? So really it was like, I made friends with the kitchen manager so I could eat, you know, like everybody wow. had a meal plan. I was just like making friends like, Hey, <laughs> did, you live, did you live in like a dorm or yeah, I lived in like a dorm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. they had like a cafeteria and I was like, buddies with the kitchen manager so I could eat and, um, you know, and I did a lot of art and a lot of drugs and a lot of art and a lot of drugs. And, you know, <laughs> since you do an art school, <laughs> what does this look like on this beautiful art, by the way? <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. So, so you were, you ha so you failed out of art yeah, failed. or fashion well, design. Well, failed and, you know, I got, I, I, I got, uh, I went too far with the drugs. I failed out. I, um, I had an epiphany, which is very hard. This is a big dream of mine. I was going to be like this mega fashion designer. Right. Cause I just, that's the way I think, I think big, I've always had for the rest of my life. My family is, it's just the way I am, you know? Yeah. And so they, uh, so be this big fashion designer. And sometimes I still, cry about that dream never coming true. Like, um, but I realized that I'd like to buy fashion. <laughs> uh, I just want to buy it. Okay. Right. I can't sew. <laughs> I went to fashion design school and I can't sew. <laughs> Still can't sew. I have a sewing machine. It's bad, huh? It's bad. It's bad. Can you can you sew a button on? Yes. Well, good. I can still, but I can, I made my dog a little outfit. Really? Yes. That was one of my failed businesses, by the way. I love it. So, so you were in San Francisco and you failed out. What, what happened next? Where did you go from there? Uh, home. So my you mom and dad, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they packed up my car, Who? they packed me up, they packed up my apartment. They're like, you're coming home. Your mom, your mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. What and they didn't come until out? I was like, they didn't come out until I was like flat on my ass, like, uh, you know what I mean. And so, but how did they find out you were flat on your rear end? Oh yeah, my friends, my friends oh. were even worried about me. They're like, oh, she's not okay. And that's when uh, my mom was like, well, we need to do something. Um, and so, but listen to this. So I had driven my car out there at one point. Um, and so while they're packing up my apartment, um, we, my dad actually called to have like my car like shipped home, right? So like that was like my first, uh, like coming to see this big giant semi truck and loading up my little Plymouth duster. <laughs> The eight wow. little two, two thing with like my whole apartment packed in it, you know, and so and it was and it was like devastating for me, you know, because you know here you are, you're just like you have this dream, right? Uh, and then and then it doesn't come true, you know. Dream of of doing drugs and going to fashion school. Well, no, my dream was become a fashion designer, but you know, oh. like coping with it, coping with being alone and with, um, you know, trying to make friends that way. And that's what was, and I'm one of those people, like when I do something, I do it like balls to the wall. Like I'm like, I'm, I go all out. Like, right. like I go, I just go all out on everything. So, um, you know, like that's, that's what I do. Like I'm, I said, I said, I do something and I, I, I try to do it all the way. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. And that time it didn't really work out. So went home uh, my mom and dad were like, well, we just spent like $30,000 for two years of school. Uh, you're going to go to community college and uh, and you're going to pay for it because uh, we're done with that. And uh, wow. and I was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> community college. I know I'm so bougie sometimes. but um. <laughs> So did you go? 
Yeah, I went. And I got all that fashion design. <laughs> no, uh, change that one. Well, I was going to be an accountant, you know, because oh. I really loved math, you know, and I was good at it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go and be an accountant. My my grandfather was a bookkeeper. And so um, I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this accounting thing. And um, and and I was good at the finance and I'm taking all these classes. And um, <clears throat> and so, you know, I'm taking all these classes and I'm doing all this, you know, accounting stuff and figuring it out. And then um, I go on because, you know, now you're like, OK, what college am I going to, you know, like I'm going to go to university or whatever. And like, what do what do accountants make? You know, and I was like, oh, and they make good money. Don't get me wrong. You know, but it was right. not it wasn't going to be gross point money. You know what I mean? Not my dream of what I was going to do for if I was going to live in this big giant house on Lakeshore Drive. You know, I was not going to get there being an accountant. So. Um, and I didn't, and I couldn't see myself, uh, crunching numbers. I'm like a very outgoing person. So I just couldn't see myself, uh, in that role. And so, and I also got bored with school too, cause I never really liked it. And so I just got my, after community college, I got my degree in management from Wayne state university and worked. And so in got, yeah. So you, you did get a, you got a degree. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Thanks. Wow. I like Congratulations. it. I actually have one more. I have two more classes before I get the piece of paper, but I'm not taking it now. But I consider wow. myself educated. What's up, Scott? Scott's awesome. I love that dude. Love that dude. So so um so you uh you got a degree. Where did you go from there? Because eventually I know you got into the car business. Yeah, yeah. So okay. where did you so, go? Once you I was got telling you about my father and he worked at this company, right? So yeah. let me just digress a little bit. So while I was going to college, um I I, I just wanted like I was waitressing, right? So it's a very good job. And um but I was never like able to make the kind of money that I wanted to make. <laughs> but um, so I was like, I need a real nine to five. Right. And so I went and I like just applied online and I got like the only job that you can get at, at the time, which was working for some crazy marketing company called Sidcor, whatever, one of those like um, marketing things, like you'll get your own office. And, uh, <laughs> and so but it was like my first experience with like a sales office, right? And so they're like, all right, here's this giant book of office supplies and you're gonna go uh, to this territory and you're gonna knock on doors and sell office supplies. And so that was like my first experience with sales. And so what I learned there was that I learned the job of sales, right? So then I, then I started getting interested in that. And I said, huh, like, what I knew about sales very early on was that you can create your own income right. in sales. Like you don't, there's no cap per se, which I think there is, but there is no cap. You can, you get out what you put into it. Right. right. And right. I worked my butt off and I made nothing. I mean, I mean, absolutely no money. And I was like, oh, what am I? I'm like, I had to quit. I couldn't survive like that. I was working two jobs and going to school. Wow. And so I was like, all right, I love sales. I think this is the path that I want, but this is not going to work for me. And I'm, you know, so, <clears throat> and then um, because I had that little bit of experience, okay, um, my dad was able to get me into um, business development at CompuWare, which is this company that he had very first started with. Yeah. And so um, I was in business development for like almost like seven years. And then um, like I had a really hard time going from like that, business that sales. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not like the closing. Right. Yeah. It's not the closing. It's and these are not like small deals either. So right. like these are multi-million dollar deals. They're yeah. very big. And so what I would do all day is like I was responsible for setting appointments for people. I was responsible for like getting that initial attention and bringing people in the door. By the way, that's a skill that is proved 
10 times valuable in my career. Yeah. Um, and I've mastered that part of the sale. I think it's the most important part of the sale, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm so fortunate. And then I finally get like an opportunity to actually sell. I mean, I begged for this job. I cried like a baby for this job. I couldn't get promoted. I didn't understand why I do now. Uh, because like I did my makeup half the day and was on Facebook, but I didn't know. I was like, I was like, uh, you know, 29 years old. And I thought that's what you do. I'm like, I can do my business development job on the phone. I get my headset, put on my makeup, got my little Facebook going. I was like, Oh shit, I gotta get to work. I gotta go to the casino on my lunch break. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was not, I was, I didn't know. Okay. I thought this was, I thought this was, life right. and i made great money but i was bored out of my mind yeah um and it was like really i, mean, I got to work with my dad and you did uh, that for seven years seven years yeah wow seven years what, what'd you do so what what was what happened to make you decide so what happened was is that the ceo of the company stepped down they sold uh, the, the following ceo sold off the business to a financial whatever yeah. they call it hedge fund or whatever. Yeah. And then they started divesting the company. Okay. Okay. So I was never going to leave. I was set for life. They couldn't fire me. I was the first employee's daughter. Right. Like yeah. I was, it was cakey. It was so cakey. And I was bored out of my mind. Like yeah. I just, I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to leave this job. This is a great job. I make great money for yeah. my age. You know, like I was making 65 grand at 29 years old, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I get to put my makeup on. I get to socialize with half the company all day. Like this was, this was like, I was never going to go anywhere. I right. had to do yoga on my lunch break. I mean, this was like, cake. it was wonderful. It was the right. best job I ever had. It doesn't right. exist anymore. But so they divide, they, they vested the company. And when they did that, um, they divested me and, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me, Ken. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the best where'd you, thing. Where'd you go when you left there? Where'd you go? Uh, so I had the uh, three job offers. I could go sell mortgages at uh, Quicken Loans, which I was like, oh, God. They were making like a thousand calls a day. I was like, if you make a thousand calls a day at anything, you're going to make great money. Yeah. You know? And, right. uh, and I don't, I'm not used to dealing with the public. I swear a little too much. I'm unfiltered. Sorry, guys. But I'm not like, I'm not a public persona. I'm like, I'd like to be in the business because yeah. you, I think you can get a little bit away with a little more without offending so many people. I can right. right. So, so you went, you did, you didn't go to. So, then I went, so I had three job offers, mortgages. I could go back into tech where I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. Or I could go work for this uh, trucking company. And I thought that hauled cars. And I yeah. thought, you know what? I'm from Detroit. Um, automotive is one of our biggest industries. I'm like, I think this might be a good fit for me, you know, just like that, just, just like that. And that was what I had. And wow. I went there. I got, uh, I worked for United road. They're the largest auto hauling company company in the nation. It's a great company. They don't pay well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and that was like one of the catalysts, like, right. I have this big dream of living on this house in Lakeshore drive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, that's not going to get me where I need to go. And I worked my butt off. Like they yeah. had promised me, like I was going to make this much money and I didn't. And I cried and, but I made some great friends. Can I made the best friends? I, uh, I still have some people, uh, from my very first, uh, company that I still, um, that have changed my life, you know, that have wow. absolutely, uh, I met the, I, I found my people. So I found my people. I found my customer base. I, I found, um, I liked what I do, by the way, what I do is hard work and it is not, you know, that you're dealing with people's money basically. And, yeah. uh, and, and if you, if you're their their money is on a truck and if they it's made, not a, they, they made a movie cars aren't there, they're like, you're, I can't spend my, you know, they're spend money. They, and they, so, they made they made a movie about you. It's called oh, yeah. Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> we have that one. That's a saying in our business, too. Yeah. So if I have to deal with dude, where's my car? Call the guy and tell him where his car is. <laughs> Everybody asks too. And they do. 
Where's my cars? So, so people, so, so you got into that company and how long did you work there? I worked there for about a little over a year and a half. Um, So then I, uh, then I went, um, then I got recruited, right? By this other company. But what, what I didn't know is that my job is very, there's, there's uh, a lot of competition in my business and a lot of it is about relationships. Right. And, um, and so what I didn't know when I started that company, cause I didn't know what you don't know is I signed a non-compete. Right. Mm. Um, and I believe in, I believe in non-competes. I'm a business owner. Right. I just don't believe in a non-compete that doesn't pay you. Right. So like you want me to sign a non-compete where I make $30,000 a year. And, uh, and I just, was like, uh, I got to get out of this. So I went to this other company that also did freight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to do transporting freight, but I always found myself like going back to vehicles. Yeah. And, um, and as I really loved it. And, uh, and so, you know, I try, I flew under the radar for probably about, I would say like, five or six months. And then they started hiring everybody from my previous company. And so uh, guess who was the only one with the signed non-compete? They, you know, some people had gotten flew under the radar with like not signing it properly or whatever, whatever. And I, here I am, I've only been, I only worked there for like a year, maybe a year and a half. I was not uh, anybody there. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be, and I was good, but um you know, like, so I was, so basically I was let go from my, that next company. Um, because of the non-compete? Because they, the, the part of their settlement agreement was that I had to go. So they got to keep a couple people, but I had to go, even though I was trying to be like respectful of like their customers and this and that. And I started over and I tried to do freight, but it didn't matter. Uh, so, uh, luckily at the time, um, you know, I had a customer that, uh, had been begging me to come work for them. And so when I finally was like ready to come work for them, I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to wait it out. They really want me and they're trying and we were in this legal battle and I know they were, you know, and I was just holding on because, you know, it was like a mile away from my house. Were you any good in this business? What? Were, were you any good? Were you good at, oh, at the yeah, business? You were in sales? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a killer. Wow. I didn't start getting really good. And I didn't start getting really, 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 really good until I went to work for my last company. So um, while I was, I met, uh, I met my friend, uh, Tommy Detweiler of Dave Sinclair Ford. Um, he's an amazing person. And he is the one we were doing like these goals and he was like, well, you just need to check out Grant Cardone. And so I went on and I started watching young hustlers and I was good, you know, and I loved him and I thought he was hilarious. And I'm like, Oh, I found my people. I found my people again. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so I started getting really good. Because I watching Grant. Getting, yeah. I wow. didn't start getting great until I, um, so I lost my job and this company wasn't going to, this new company that I went as my customer, right? They're like, all right, we're going to go and ask United Road for permission that you can come work here. Okay. And, and, uh, it's commission only by the way. And, um, and I never met them. Okay. I knew they paid their bills. Because yeah. they were my customers, so like that. Okay, they pay the bills, uh, but I never met them. My uh, commission plan was on a scratch sheet of paper. Okay, <laughs> but I plugged it into my numbers. I plugged this commission plan into yeah. my numbers, and it was like three thousand dollars higher than what I was making. So I was like, okay, right? Yeah, and. Uh, so I came home and I like created my own like little home office and uh, like transformed my thing. Uh, and I'm like, 
I'm like the breadwinner in my family. My husband's a teacher. There's not like, I'm always the one that, you know, I, I handle the money, you know, and I'm the, I support our, our family for the most part. Um, he's got other beautiful blessings that he provides for my family. He's a great father. And, um, and he does a lot of coaching and he's, and he gives a lot to our community and our schools. So that's wonderful. So, but I, I am the money. So I came home and I was like, all right, I've never worked on commission only before. This is like scary. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm getting all like in the, I'm getting ready. Right. And I have this, like, I'm getting the office ready. Um, I'm like watching the Grant Cardone. Um, I'm learning about this company that I'm about to work for and sell for. And, um, and so one of the things that Grant Cardone always talks about is like, what is your true potential? Right. So yep. what are you truly capable of doing? And so, um, and I was also had the fear of God in me because if I didn't make this work, like we would have no money and I have a house payment and two car notes and, you know, uh, yeah. a kid and all these things that, uh, cost money, you know, and right. I like to eat out. Um, and I'm, I like nice things, but anyway, I digress. But what I'm, the point of that saying was, is that I wanted to see what I was capable of. I had no, I had uh, the do or die. And so then I just got going. So they gave me like a, they had a CRM. They, what they did was they wholesaled cars to other dealerships. Yeah. And so um, they had this and they had just started their transport company. So they had these, all these customers that they already did business with. Right. Uh, in one form or another. And, um, and they wanted to just really, enhance that experience for their customers by offering them another service. And I was sort of part of making that, you know, introducing them to that, running that for them. And, um, and so then I just got on the phone. Uh, I would walk upstairs to my little home office. I would, I got on the phone and, uh, and I didn't get off until like eight o'clock at night. Um, and I did that and I, I killed it. I mean, I, I busted my own records multiple times. Wow. Um, I broke three accounting systems there. So they, they, I had a lot, I did a lot of business. Um, so, so you, and how long did you do that? How long were you at that company? So I was there for three years. And so after right. about a year of me kicking butt as a salesperson, like, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, and uh, they decided that they wanted to kind of expand that part of their company. And so they gave me a promotion um, to start my own company within their company, which was like, a it was the most beautiful thing uh, anyone has. I'm so grateful. And what, what was the, what was the company within their company? So basically, so they let me start my own offer, right? Yeah. So go start an office in Michigan and hire a bunch of people and teach them what you know. Right. And go do big business. And that was all they told me. <laughs> That's all they said. So I did the best I could, but I also had, you know, other people around me that one did not think that I should have that position that threatened their position uh, that, um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, here I am this, you know, short little Jewish blonde chick from Detroit and who does she think she is? And, yeah. um, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. And, um, except when I would ever share my ideas, they would like come back around as if they weren't my own, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And so I kind of knew uh, that that was like happening. So like I, I, in order to get this promotion, like I was undeniable, like undeniable, like, yeah. like they wanted to fire me because I'm kind of a spitfire and I don't take a lot of crap from people. Or if I don't, I'm not an, I'm not a yes girl in any way. Right. I'm not a yes I, I, you're definitely not. I'm not a yes girl. 
I mean, I, I am in some ways, but, um, <laughs> but uh, if I don't agree, you're going to hear my opinion. Yeah. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Right. You know? And, and that doesn't always make well for a good follower. All right. Right. Um, but I was, I was undeniable. Like I was undeniable. So it's like, so, but, but at some point you, you started your own company. Yeah, because let's, let's like get said, there. There's, where, a where? Of, there's a lot of situations where some people didn't want me in that position. Yeah. I didn't think I should be. It threatened theirs. Or it was just the fact that sometimes I didn't know what I was doing. So like right. a lot of it was like not knowing. And then there was consequences to like failure, right? You right. Like, and that consequence wasn't hitting my pocketbook. It was hitting theirs. So right. like, but you don't know what you don't know, right? right. Yeah. And I always did my best to like learn from my mistakes but at the same time, it's like, well, this and that and this and that. And so then they, I just started like having an experience there that was kind of miserable to me, you know? So, and what, so what happened? So they, um, you know, anytime that I would try to like finally get like a good, like my team was like going, right? Finally get it going. It felt like there was always like a monkey wrench in it. So what really happened was um, I had hired this girl and she had a non-compete. Okay. And, um, and so I didn't want to fire her. I didn't want to fire her. I thought she was worth it. And, um, and I wanted to fight for her and she had a three-year-old daughter. Okay. And, um, and so I didn't, and, okay. and I tried, so the, I'm not a rule follower. I, and I tried to kind of have her work in this industry on the well, down. She had a non-compete from an, a previous company. From a previous company. Oh, I got you. So then I tried to have her do some like business development for me. Yep. That wasn't paid by the company that was paid by me personally. Yep. yep. And, um, and so when they found out about that, they demoted me from, from that. And so for me, I had like worked so hard. I felt like that was such a unfair thing. Yeah. Um, I, to do, uh, they made somebody that I had trained and like fostered, uh, my assistant for, she didn't get a raise for that. So now it looks like the job can be done for a quarter of the money. Yeah. And so, and I was like, and they didn't want to fire me because I was undeniable. They just so, didn't so, so, so you left. No, I didn't. I oh. Stayed. I stayed and I, and I, and I like uncovered the bullshit. Right. So Got like it. I uncovered it and realized that it was, you know, some of it was true and some of it wasn't. And the consequences were harsh. And, but it just seemed like, and they're like, okay, fine. You can have your, your job back. And I was like, but it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to be at the same pay right. that I was getting before. Right. So it was like when they demoted me, because I didn't know if I was going to stay or go, but I had lots of businesses and I didn't know where I was going to go from there. And, and honestly, that company was the best company I'd ever worked for. Really you, okay. Now, hang on. I'm trying to get to the point where you start your own company. Okay, well, I'm telling you when they demoted me is when I started looking into starting. Oh, my okay. So, so you, every, time, every time they would throw a monkey wrench into yep. my, what I was doing with no instruction, you know, got it. Yeah. then I would take one step closer yeah. to starting my own company. Okay. Right? So you so, did eventually start your own company. Yes. And you so, left there. Yeah, I left. <laughs> okay, good. And I will tell you this. Um, I didn't want to leave. I was very, right. I, I, I didn't want to leave. I was right. very happy. I love the people I worked with. Right. And uh, There's I, nothing wrong with starting your own company. Yeah. Well, let me just tell I, you this. I, I had to. I had to. Like it got yeah. to a point where I just had to. So I, I, um, and I had to, cause yeah. I couldn't handle not doing things the way that I should. And then right. also 
I didn't have any, like they wanted me to give up control of like how I service people. Yeah. And I was just not okay with that. Yeah. You know? So you like, started your own company. Control. How how did it go? What forget about that company now? Okay. <laughs> it's in the well, past. You know, that was a big thing for me. I, I feel that. I hear it. We've I spent know. 10 minutes talking about them. <laughs> well, fine. Enough about that. I started my own company. I started my company with no money. Right. Okay. Zero money. Zero. I had no money. In fact, I had to borrow money. I had to borrow $2,000 from my dad uh, to pay my bills. Uh, I had to borrow another $3,000 from my in-laws to uh, get the insurance. And then I had, I borrowed another, like some money on a credit card to get, to pay for the bond and, uh, like everything went on the credit card. So like I had zero money. Like they right. say, you can't start a company without money. Like uh, you got to borrow it. <laughs> you can do it without money, but yeah. uh, you got to borrow it. So, uh, so that I started this company with no money. And then within two weeks I had all my, I, my bills paid within six months. We had zero debt, you know? So, and, 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 you know, I, I love your story. And the reason I'm pushing you is we're running out of time. Oh shit. So, oh, yeah. Sorry. So I want to, I want to, that's why I'm trying to get All right. well, that's where fine. you are. Now, hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so I'm interviewing you remember. So, so you started, you started your own company and within yeah. six months you were out of debt. And you just started killing it. You were, killing you've been, you've been just killing it. And I'm not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're talking way more. Yeah. We're talking millions. So millions. That, say that that's again. Not, that's say not even again. what I'm capable of. <laughs> say it again. We're talking what? We're talking millions. Millions of dollars. Millions and of dollars. This is within months of starting your company. Uh, I think we hit the million mark um, at, well, I don't know. What's October from April to November? Uh, that's four months, seven months. Seven months I hit, I hit my first million. That's incredible. And, yeah. and so <clears throat> did you realize at that moment, like, wow, I, I, I'm so glad I left that other company and started this. Yes. So I still have like, I, I'm still making closure. Right. So I have my closure now, but, yeah. um, but yeah, every single day I think, and, and to even start the company, I was like, you have to give up the good to go for the great. Like that's my favorite quote by John D Rockefeller. You have yeah. to give up the good to go for the great. Yeah. I said, there's no other, there, I work for the best company. The only better company will be my own. Love you know? that. Um, the only better company I will ever work for will be my own. Yeah. Um, I do have run into every single roadblock struggle, things that you could talk about, problem solving, terrible, terrible stuff has happened. <laughs> Lots of money has gone out the window. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but there has been, but I don't regret it for every single day of my life. So what really keeps me going is like, then I know that this is God's will, right? Because that was a great company, right? It was a great company. And so I don't believe, you know, that God always opens the next door. It's always a little better, right? Yeah. And so. And, uh, and so for everybody watching that doesn't, doesn't really understand what, um, what you do, like what the business sure, does. Sure. Why don't you kind of just, just briefly cover that? What, what sure. does. So and what's I, the name of your company? My company, right? My company is Royalty Logistics. Oh, um, hold it. Is, is is this your website right there? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, we're we are out of uh, we're in Michigan, and we help dealerships, companies, businesses, uh, occasional friends and family uh, ship their cars across wherever country they need to go across the country, U.S. and Canada. And so if you ever see those double decker trucks, uh, yep. that's that's probably uh cars Car that either my carrying, trucks carrying cars, right? Trucks carrying cars. So that's what I do. I set all that up and coordinate it. So sure so you do this for like car dealerships for I do mostly for car dealerships, businesses, some financial institutions, um, 
occasionally friends and family. So if you need a car shipped, like I will do it for you as a friend or as my family. But right. for the most part, uh, we most our company mostly deals with businesses. So and and, and so uh, you know, honestly, before meeting you. Um, although I've probably passed a hundred thousand of those trucks on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even realize that it was a business. I just assumed that like dealerships or the auto manufacturers, they're all putting them on trucks and moving them to, but I didn't, I, I just thought they probably owned, but, but that's not the case. Like, yeah, there's thousands of trucks out there. There's thousands. But, but I, I, I didn't know it either. I was always in technology, so I didn't realize like how big it is. But like, I didn't even realize how big some of these auctions are, right? Like the auctions are like the size of airports. And if you can imagine all those cars around, it's like really opened up my eyes to saying that this world is bigger than I think it is, right? Yeah. Like even if you go to like a car dealership, and you imagine like all those cars on their lot, right? Yeah. Yep. And like all those vehicles had to get there somehow. And so that's, that's what I do. So I make sure that that happens. It's fun. That's really cool. And and so you have clients literally all over the U.S. and and Canada? Yeah, in Canada. What about Mexico? No. I don't know why. Well, one, I don't know enough about it. I would say no, not now. Uh, I don't know enough about it. And I think it's more dangerous around there um, in terms of that. theft and, and, and these are cars, you know what I mean? This isn't just like, I got a truckload of, you know, whatever. These are people's cars. They're brand new and they are a lot of money. Like, I don't know if you you like, you told me the other day that you, um, you, you moved some cars across Canada into Mm -hmm. on a, on a a train. On a train. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. That's really we move them cool. on boats too. We move on. I, mean, I used to move them to like a lot of armored vehicles over to uh, like uh, Afghanistan and and stuff for the government too. I, I, there's a lot of things that I've 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 had the experience doing. It's fun. It's, it's like oh, we need this done, and then I get to figure out how to get make it happen. So that that's is, exciting. That is so crazy. That's wow. Exciting. Yeah. So so you know you and how so in total you've been in the business how long? Uh, eight years. So eight, eight years. years in the business, and uh, you had your company royalty ships for two, or royalty logistics, right? Royalty logistics for two years. Yeah, royalty ships is like our email. Royalty logistics was taken. Two We're friends with other royalty logistics, though. They do import that? export. They what? They the other royalty logistics does import export. So we friends with them. They love <laughs> us. It's awesome. Yeah. So like. One of the things that I really love about this business is like my network of people. Right. Yeah. And like I get a chance to like put people together. So like my customer, I love putting my customers together. That's like one of the best things that I can tell you is like I put I say, hey, you need cars to buy. Hey, you need cars to sell. Hey, meet these two people. I think you guys can do it. And then they they're like, oh, thank you, Rachel, because now they're both making money and both happy. And so then I get to handle the transport for that. And that's one of my secrets to my success. And it just makes me feel good and everybody's winning. And, um, and I love to do that. Like I love to hook up people um, who are buying and selling um, and be a part of that. I think that's, that's essential. It's one of my philosophies in life. It's called broker your life, you know, anytime you can broker somebody together. I just think that's, that's awesome. And, And um, you know, you've like, I, 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 referred um my buddy frank crinitti to you and now and i'm talking to frank the other day he goes hey i got another car i need your girl to uh can you send me her number again i'm like dude save her number in your phone but like like he's now like you're the first person that he thinks of now when he needs a car shipped right yeah and and, and that's that's a lot of people though there's a lot of people people. think i need a car shipped i need to call rachel and they do too. And I, I, I think that's how I have really built my business is through a referral, you yeah. know, and I've been so blessed um, that I've had a lot of them and, and, uh, and I, I've had some of my biggest opportunities come from referral. Yeah. Um, and also I try to 
push that back on people. I try to like share that love again. Like yeah. you gave me the referral. Like, what can I do to support your business? I mean, I joke. I was like, they're like, oh, I'm not selling any cars right now. I'm like, I will come stand out there with, and have a bikini. <laughs> I'm just joking, but I would, I would yeah. do those things for people. Like whatever yeah. you need me to do. Like I want to support, I want to support people's success. And that's you know? one of the things that I love about you is you do genuinely care about other people. And I know you really well. You're a client of mine. You're a dear friend of mine. You, you genuinely care about people. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. So, well, I love them. I mean, these people I talk with on a regular basis. Like this is my family, right? Yeah, like yeah. I don't have any other friends. Like yeah. this is, so you, this is, I don't have time for friends. I'm busy with all, you know, with, so my yeah. clients become my family. And so how, how, how has, um, how has this, this whole, um, lockdown, whatever it's called, um, quarantine, how, how has this impacted you here lately? Cause I know that 90% yeah. of all car dealerships are kind of closed right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me just focus on a couple of the positives because I think everybody's talking about the negatives. So right. here's the positives. I've had people reach out to me that I haven't talked to in years. Ask me how I'm doing. Some old clients just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. I've had some people reach out saying, hey, how can I help you stay in business? How, what, what can I do? Um, you know, let me try to get you some business right now, Rachel, um, that I haven't maybe reached out to or had time to talk to. Just wonderful things. Like I've had people um, who have um, just been so supportive of my situation um and and my companies so do you know I, do you know that guy right there weldon yeah what's up weldon He's, he owns a car dealership he's a good dude down yeah. in virginia yeah well yeah. nice to meet you if, if we haven't talked before and uh i'm sure we'll talk soon but yeah but i honestly can tell you that like you know there's a lot of uh variables in transport that don't always go well you know what i mean yeah. uh but it's how you handle them like they're gonna go like things are gonna go wrong like that's right. why people hire me like they're like yeah i'm like that's why you have me because i know how to solve them you know and i've pretty much had everything happen to me under the sun i've had car i've had trucks hit bridges i've <laughs> i've had no keys i've had to move crazy uh those little uh sensors trucks i can move all kinds of stuff and uh you know problems on the road just things that happen there it's not gonna not go away and i think that's that's one of the things like this isn't gonna go away it's how you it's how you solve them you know it's how like how do we how do we manage through all this stuff right yeah. like this at the end of the day i'm all about problem solving like to pretend that problems don't exist this is or that we can or that they're not going to happen to us like that's wrong what, yeah. what's, what's going to happen is that we're going to have to figure out a way to get through it, you know, and it's yeah. not always tough. And, you know, yeah. and sometimes like I, to be honest with you, I, I have a, I'm grounded in God. And, um, and so like every single day, I thank God for what I have. And, and, and I, and I know if this is God's will for me, if I'm supposed to do this, which I totally believe it is, then, uh, then I just got to show up sometimes whether I like it or not, whether I feel scared or not. Like I just got to show up and get down to work. Like uh, I got to do it. I got to show up. I got to work. I got people that rely on me. I got tons of com other companies that rely on me. Um, and so yeah. like I'm, I help, I help with that. So I just, uh, I try to do my best every single day. And I, I, you know, since I started working with you six months ago, maybe or so, a little over, um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I've seen you grow and and come so far, and it's been absolutely a blessing to watch. Like you've really, you've real, like we were talking the other day, and you and you're doing ding ding. You're like, this is what I'm doing, ding 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 ding, and I'm like, wow, that is awesome. What what you're doing, yeah. like yeah. you really taking this time to hone your skills, to really get prepared for when the, the, everybody takes their foot off the brake 
And, yeah. and I think you're positioning yourself to, to, to just explode. Right. Well, one of the things is skill up, right? Skill up. Yeah. And I always tell my team, like, listen, I'm like, you're, we, every single day, I'm like, what? Cause they're like, oh, I could never be like you, Rachel. I'm like, the only difference between you and me is that I educated myself and I sharpen my saw every single day. I sharpen it. I don't yep. pretend that I know everything. Um, I try to learn every single day. I, yeah, but I, I do have a long list and I try to execute on that thing every single day, you yep. know, because, um, cause I want to live on that big house. I'm like short drive one day, one day. What? I'd say, I'd say you're on your way. You're well, on. you know, like, here's the thing, like life happens to everybody, you know, and, and I think that's why uh, it's so important to stay positive, you know, yeah. and have fun and laugh and be insecure and say the wrong thing sometimes and, and just be who be yourself. And I think that's like, that's the best thing that I can be is be myself. And I think that's why I love the business that I am in because I don't have to be this corporate person, very professional. Um, I don't have to be, um, I can swear and uh, people love it. You said I can swear. I can be unfiltered. And then, you know, I'm like, sorry if I offended you. Not really, but sorry. <laughs> you said not really. <laughs> Oh my God. It was perfect all the way up until there. Uh, but you know, like the, I, I, I'm finally able to be myself and when you can be yourself and um, yeah. then you can really accomplish anything because right. you know, you're not pretending to be somebody you're not. So, and I'm no, no perfect angel by the way, but I also, um, you know, like I'm a human being. Yeah. You know, and when I found out when you told me, you know, like, and obviously I won't disclose the exact number, but when you told me, you know, yeah, in, in uh, 18 months, we're in the millions of dollars in revenue as a brand new company. And, and, you know, like, I'm like, holy crap. And, and, and then I've been in your office and, and watched the entire operation and how you constantly are on the phone and you're taking, you're fielding calls from, from people going, dude, where's my car and, 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 or cars and, and, you know, and you've got trucks moving all over the U S and you got trains and planes and automobiles and you've got, it's just insane. And you manage it, believe it or not. I think you manage it incredibly well. Like you really, you've got so many moving parts and to see somebody like eight years, isn't really that long to be in any business. I mean, it's, it's yeah. longer than some, but it's definitely not like, yeah, I've been doing this 20 years, you know, but like you really manage it well. And I, I just love what you're doing, Rachel. You're, you're, I, and not just about the business part. You're, you have an incredibly good heart. You're a great person. You really are. I, I, I just adore you. I think the world of you. Well, Ken, I just want to say thank you for helping me become a better leader. At the end of the day, like, you know, I can master a lot of things, but I got to know like where, um, where I'm at. Right. Like, and I'm at the beginning, Right. Yeah. I've never been a CEO before. So uh, this is me at, at a CEO in two years. And I hope in, in eight years from now, we can talk about how I'm a CEO in 10 years, what it looks like in 10 years. I think it's going to be a lot different. Yeah. Um, every yeah. day you got to learn something new. And I just appreciate you. Um, sometimes, sometimes you need a helping hand to like pick you up when, when you're down, you know, yeah. and remind you that, uh, of your dreams and your goals because sometimes it it sucks <laughs> you want to give up like it, this <laughs> what i do is not people are like oh she can do it like emma you know no it's hard yeah. you know and scary yeah. and it comes <laughs> a whole new set of challenges you're putting everything on the line everything, everything on the line everything literally everything everything yeah. and and not only am I putting it all in line, but like my whole, my family, you know, like my whole family, it puts it all on the line for me. Yeah. Like they're very supportive. Like they yeah. let me, like, they know that this is what I got to do. 
you know, and I'm, I'm lucky to have that. I'm lucky to have that support. And I got a great crew. My crew is amazing. Um, so thanks boss. We'll do well then. Thank you. Um, my crew is amazing. And, uh, and I can't tell you how important it is just to surround yourself with positive people. Yeah. I mean, we can all go down that negative thing and it's fun sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I think there's, <laughs> who doesn't want to talk shit sometimes or complain? <laughs> I do, but it's important to only like, I was like, all right, 20 minutes of that. And then let's get back to work. Right. You know? Right. But I, and by the way, if, if Rachel ever gets your cell phone number, which she has mine, there's a really good chance you could receive a text message that says, Hey, Oh yeah. Seconds later, your phone rings. She literally, when she calls me she first, is Hey, on a text message, then instantly my phone rings. And I'm like, Oh my God, you gotta give me a second to like, like, you're not alone. I, I do that with everybody. I know. You're amazing. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so I'm, I'm I'm grateful that you um I'm 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 really grateful that that we had you on the show. Well, I hope that you know I think I'm so grateful to you too. And I hope that everybody can at least watch the last 20 minutes because I think that's where the meat and potatoes are. But you know, you gotta know how I get there, you know, it wasn't was in a straight line to success. Okay. Worked my butt off, went through a lot of stuff been punched in the gut many times, but, uh, and still will this yeah. was a punch. This coronavirus is a punch in the gut. You know, uh, you've, had I think, some, you've had some, some just devastating things happen during this that, that, um, and here you are on screen right now with that big smile and happy energy. And if people knew, what you've been through and the, uh, they would be like, how's that girl smiling right now? Like yeah. you've been through some stuff and, and you know what, that's what I love about you is even though you go through the crap, you always come out on the other side smiling. And, and Thanks. I love that about you. So keep well, doing what you're doing. Too. And listen, and thanks to you, uh, I got my own little uh, Carbiz Leaders Live. So where I interview yeah. people in the car business yeah. and we talk about leadership and success. And really that's for me to kind of learn more about leadership from <laughs> other people who <laughs> I'm selfish. Okay. I know. I know. Uh, because I get more out of it, I think, than they do. And so I, I hope that uh, you got something out of this today and, um, and that you join me later on today. So. I'll be on Love it. Too. So thank you. Love it. Hey, Rachel, don't, don't hang up on me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. you for being on here. And thank you to everybody who's been on here and watched this. If you're watching the replay, please share this out. Really appreciate y'all. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, Rachel. Thank you.